0: A Dyke and a Drag Queen Survive the End of Days by Hannah Manikowski Episode 3, Radio Silence Bizarre travel plans are dancing lessons from God, Kurt Vonnegut Well then, frankly, God is kind of a shitty choreographer, and I'm kind of a shitty dancer Not sure where that leaves us When I was young and vacations were yearly, I dreaded their arrival. Vacation meant three days of mandatory fun at some garish theme park that was loud and packed and that smelled distinctly of sunscreen, funnel cake, and the faintest hint of vomit. I wished my parents could just take a different kid. Maybe one who could better appreciate a saturated world of primary colors and animatronics. The road trips, though. Long hours of daydreams, my hair an unkempt grown-out bob whipping about my face after winning the battle for control of the sunroof, the crackle of the radio as we drove out of range of whatever station idled in the background, the only sound but still ignored, a world contained. It's like I'm there again. The popped trunk at sunrise, stuffed to bursting with more than our car, a stolen Jeep Grand Cherokee, should ever be expected to carry. I count our things, make a checklist of our rations. A suspicious hotel garbage bag causes me to cock an eyebrow. Dirk, what is... Dirk, Jesus Christ, you do not need 100 bottles of... What is this? Single-use facial moisturizer? Are these hotel samples? Go put these back.
1: Absolutely not. That shit would cost an arm and a leg. It's miraculous. Besides, you have a whole bag full of tampons... Don't we deserve our little luxuries?
0: Tampons are not a little luxury.
1: Okay, but do you seriously need that many? Yes. For real. Because this looks like enough for a village to me. How many do you need per cycle? Three, four?
0: No, obviously more than three or four. How do you even think periods work? Like, you know what? Oh my god, I am just going to kindly request that you don't interrogate me about the nature of menstruation before we even start to drive. I collect myself, leaving Dirk to agonize over what other little luxuries to take and which to leave behind. I draw the line at one wig. Back to the trunk. Flashlights. Filtered water. Tarps, non-perishables, pots and pans, a first-aid kit, blankets, a multi-tool, maps, a compass, spare clothing, spare practical clothing, the definition of which I had to clarify more than once. A Scoutmaster does not a survivalist make, but I can't help but swell when I see the result of our efforts. I feel competent. I feel prepared. I feel...
1: Should I bring one of the short wigs? I know they frame my face so nicely, but I feel like leaving the long wig is a waste. Mm,
0: Short. The short ones are unique.
1: You're right. They're edgier and chic. Damn, Kit. Look at all that stash. Your organizational skills are off the
0: charts. I don't know. I guess. Control everything you can, right? I just don't want to leave anything to chance. In school, I was always the kid who, like, color-coded her notes. It's therapeutic. It's a little neurotic. Yeah, it's a little neurotic.
1: I'll be real, though. I didn't think you'd be able to manage it all in three days. Credit where credit is due.
0: I work well under pressure. Okay, I think this is as prepared as we're going to be. Let's get the fuck out of here. You know, I've kind of missed driving. And hey, it's nice to know we don't have to beat the traffic, right?
1: Which is why, I don't know why, we have to begin this little journey at sunrise.
0: The promise of prolonged sunlight, the invigoration of a fresh day, the power trip of knowing I am a morning person and you are not. Our destination is only three hours away, give or take. But, regardless, we've transformed the Jeep into as livable a space as possible. After putting the seats down and moving some shit to the roof, there's room enough to sleep in the back. And, while prepping during our whirlwind 72 hours, Dirk scrounged up car ride snacks, a whole box of jerky from a gutted Costco, up on a shelf too high for the rats to reach. Then there's his choice of decor, a tacky, plastic Hawaiian lei garland tacked to the ceiling and an impossibly tackier bead curtain separating the first and second row of seats. Both courtesy of the party supply store located conveniently adjacent to the Costco in question. I drive slowly, like the whole city is a school zone. But still, this is the fastest I've moved in... months. I'm no longer accustomed to seeing the city this way. It's apparent now how the surrounding greenery has begun to encroach upon what was once civilization. Moss creeps up high-rises. Kudzu delicately entwines its hungry tendrils over windowsills and railings. But, if I keep my eyes directly on the road in front of me, I can pretend that the world is as it was. That I've traveled backwards five months in time. I hand over the map. Anyway, I know how to get out of Atlanta, but you should be prepared to help me navigate from there. Oh, careful, careful, you're going to rip it!
1: kitten, I could rip it, close my eyes, paste the pieces back together at random, and this bullshit would make about as much sense to me as it does right now. It's the 21st century. I've never used a map. I've gotten where I need to go by the grace of my girl, Siri.
0: You better learn.
1: Wake me up when we get to L.A.
0: You'll be asleep for a long-ass time if you're holding out for L.A.
1: (sighs) Okay. We are officially on the road. Explain the tampon situation.
0: No, just trust that I know how many tampons I need. Jesus, unless you want my leg to fall off.
1: Your leg to fall off? The fuck?
0: Yeah, haven't you heard of toxic shock syndrome?
1: That shit cannot make your leg fall off.
0: I think so. I think it does. Or something like that. I just know it's super fucked up, okay? And you can get it when you don't change your tampon often enough.
1: All right, all right keep your limbs. Shit. Want to clue me in on the name of our destination?
0: The one and only Fitzgerald, Georgia. Equally as iconic as L.A. Jesus, okay, you are sitting on the map now, Dirk. Ah,
1: yes. Fitzgerald, Georgia. The one and only. Home of what exactly? Mosquitoes, humidity,
0: abandoned
1: trailer parks.
0: All of the above and more, including, but not limited to, thousands of feral chickens.
1: Pardon? Thousands of what now? Would you like to trot that thought by me again?
0: Chickens. Feral chickens. It's like the town's whole thing. They released a bunch of fucking chickens into the woods in the 60s, expecting people to hunt them or whatever. Game birds, anyway. That never caught on, and they almost died out. But a couple survived, and they formed, like, like, a community. They multiplied. Kind of took over the city. Every couple of years, there's a motion to have them all removed, but the town is so attached to them that the idea gets shut down every time.
1: Huh. Stubborn little fuckers. Kind of like us.
0: Yeah, kind of like us. I fiddle with the radio on impulse, but obviously there's nothing there. Not even static. But the street signs outside the window announce the path to Macon at the next exit. We're headed in the right direction, at least. So, all of this to say, we are on our way to Chicken Farming Central. Domestic chickens? They'll all be dead. But these chickens? Shit. They're probably even more of them than there were before. A rural town where... There will be shelter and resources, but without the risks of living in the city? No nuclear plants to implode, no skyscrapers to collapse, no massive sewers to flood. A place where we can start over. The drive isn't even long. Dirk, we get to Fitzgerald, and, well, for a time at least, I think we're... I think we're okay.
1: I survived the end of the world, only to end up in Fitzgerald, Georgia. Tell me, Kit, which is worse? The Biblical Hell or the Earthly Hell of Fitzgerald?
0: Guess we'll find out.
1: How do you even know all that shit? About the feral chicken colony?
0: They had a yearly festival.
1: A yearly chicken festival?
0: A yearly feral chicken festival, yes.
1: And you attended it? The yearly chicken
0: festival? I attended the yearly feral chicken festival, yes.
1: What kind of self-respecting homosexual attends a feral chicken festival in South Georgia? Have you no dignity?
0: The kind of homosexual who went to stay with her father in South Georgia for the summers after her parents divorced. Entertainment options were sparse. How do you think I realized I wanted to raise chickens?
1: Girl, sometimes I don't even know what planet you're from.
0: We settle for a while then. I'm grateful for that. For the chance to melt into the gentle lull of tires rolling over asphalt of the viscous green blur of pine trees passing us by each individual tree bleeding into the next like a watercolor painting my fingers keep moving to turn the knob on the radio dirk notices but he doesn't comment we know why my fingers are trained to reach for the dial we know why the effort is futile what else is there to say time melts away The road engulfs us. So, I don't know what it is that prompts me when I open my mouth again. The question just spills out. Who was older? If there were only two of you. I guess I don't know for sure. You and your sister, that is. You don't have to tell me.
1: Just us. She was younger. Much younger I was so pissed when she joined the military you know she dropped out of school and Jesus I was nasty it was unfair catty I spewed some petty bullshit I didn't mean I wasn't actually going to cut her out she knew that but I was upset Because I wanted her home and I wanted her safe. She knew that. But she wanted to be a goddamn hero. The last words I spoke to her, well... Sometimes intention only goes so far, Kitty. Sorry, Kit. Sometimes there's shit you realize you can't take back.
0: I'm sure she knew, Dirk.
1: I would've killed for that. College. If I'd had the resources when I was her age, I had to settle for the goddamn public library.
0: I, I thought you started spending time at the library because of the smell.
1: Yeah, that's called a lie. Not even a very good lie. Shit. Sorry. This Fitzgerald place. It's south of Atlanta. So close to Columbus?
0: Little under two hours out. Why?
1: Just asking. A point of reference.
0: I allow my fingers to inch away from the radio. I open the sunroof. We keep driving. I re-enter that trance-like state where I only exist with myself, encapsulated in this vehicle that, for now, holds the entire world in its belly. So, I almost miss it.
1: Kit! Jesus, Kit! The bridge is down. The bridge is down, and you were going to drive right over it anyway. God damn it, Kit, do you want to have us killed?
0: Sorry, I, I, I was distracted.
1: Yeah, I fucking figured that much. Do I need to drive? You don't
0: have your license.
1: Oh, are you worried we'll be pulled over?
0: No, I... no. I'm just... I'm gonna see what's up. Shit. Ah, goddamn. There's no getting around that shit. Shit, shit, shit. That bridge was going to give out with or without the apocalypse to encourage it. The support beams that are still standing look splintered. Probably hasn't been safe to drive on in years.
1: It certainly wasn't safe to drive on today.
0: Yeah, I get it. It was a mistake. Hand me the map. Okay. Okay. We're only like 30 miles out from Fitzgerald. This could be worse, really. If we turn back and get onto the highway, I think we can. Shit. All right. Yeah, Yeah. we just need to get back onto the highway, back onto 400, and keep driving south. There. Are... See, if we get off on exit 8 instead, we should be able to... There are a bunch of back roads. We've got this. We've definitely, definitely got this. Before I reach for the steering wheel, my fingers move on instinct to the radio once more. At first, I don't even notice. But then... It hits me.
1: Jesus, fuck. You can
0: picture happy gatherings
2: Round the fireside long ago And you think of tearful pardons When they left you here below Will the circle be unbroken In the sky Is a better home away and in the sky, oh, in the sky. In the sky, in the sky. Woo! Well, y'all, that's all I got now. Shit. I tell you, ain't no captive audience like the mountains themselves. Don't know why I bother playing for people at all. Till tomorrow then, same time, same place for 40 years and not stopping now. Not stopping till my hands stop. Say hey to me at the biscuit barn on Peachtree tomorrow at 9. I'll be signing CDs. Anyhow, this is Lou signing off. Take care now. Y'all take
0: care. A Dyke and a Drag Queen Survive the End of Days is made by Hannah Manikowski in collaboration with Carly Johnson. The voice of Kit is Amanda Ripley. The voice of Dirk is Joshua Christian Wyatt. The voice of Lou is Patrick Davis. Sound and mixing provided by William Lowe.